Hello and welcome to Soapbox, the soap podcast brought to you by RadioTimes.com. I'm Jonathan Hughes and I'm joined by... David Brown. Hello, David. Hello, Jonathan. How are you? <laughs> I'm suffering a little bit. Are you? Me well, too. Well, we both are, aren't we? Yeah, we it, might be coughing throughout this. We in, both sound like we're on 80 a day, don't we? Sound a bit like Phyllis Pierce. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Potentially. Or Carla Connor. She's quite raspy, isn't she? Carla Connor after a night on the Merlot. That's us. <laughs> yeah. That's so. us today. That's how you find us. And in fact, uh, some of you may know, no, may have noticed there was no podcast last week, sadly, because due to ill health, mainly. Mm. Now, David, um, I think, was so uh, grief-stricken by Mel Owen's death in EastEnders that he, he had to have some time to himself. Is I that did. is that true? I was crying so much and suffering so much that I coughed up my own spleen. <laughs> In grief. And then got run over by a lorry. <laughs> yeah. It was and like... Uh, which then exploded. Yeah, it was like, you know, <laughs> I know what you did last summer. Oh, yeah. You know, when... It was more get, Final Destination. Final I Destination, thought. that's what I was thinking Yeah, of. that yeah. kind of, yeah, 90s horror vibe. Yeah. I mean, the Grim Reaper was going to get that girl, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no matter what, no matter how many exploding cars Sharon rescued her from. But after... Yeah. Often these Final Destination films, they often take place on like storm-lashed nights, often yes. in the evening. That episode of EastEnders where Mel got killed, it was like daytime for about 19 hours in now, the middle of the day. Yes, and considering it is November, yeah. wouldn't it have been dark very early? Well, I think Mel phoned Billy about five o'clock in the evening. Yeah, because we saw it on the phone in the club, didn't we, to build the tension as it, to what time it was. It would have been dark by that point. But even when Phil had come back from the airport... It was still, still daylight. So, what was going on there? Maybe I think time had stopped. Time, time grieved <laughs> for Mel. No one else was grieving all that much this week. Well, that's because no they? one's ever really met Mel. Because when she came back to the show, it turned out three characters had ever yeah. met her in the past, as we're seeing now. <laughs> as people grieve. Yeah, not much. But Ian had a moment, didn't he? Though? Ian's vaguely miffed. Jack just looks like he's constipated. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of usual, Jack, though. Have yeah. I left the oven on? Yeah, exactly. It's a bit that, wasn't it? I'm hoping that when the funeral comes around, Reverend Alex Healy will come back, <gasps> Mel's brother. Mel's brother, who had a thing with Cathy. Yeah, that's right. So maybe they, she's, you know, she's single and ready to mingle. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Jeff Healy, the dad. Is he still alive in yeah, the show? I, well, he's still in, alive in the show, and he's still alive in real life. Well, that life. was my next question. Thank yes. the Lord. Leslie Schofield, one-time yeah. Death Star Denizen. Well, I'm hoping maybe he'll appear in Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yes. um, and perhaps he's too busy doing that to come back for his uh, EastEnders daughter's funeral. I don't know. So, How are they going to get around that, though? If there is a funeral scene, yes. do you think the funeral will just take place off camera? Yeah, often they do these days. I think budgets, you know, I think all the soaps, budgets are stretched by being on 92 times a week. So we don't often, we don't always get the uh, on-location funeral anymore, do we? So you think someone will just come into the Vic and say, oh, it's a shame that Alex couldn't stay. Kathy's like, yeah, oh, I wish wish he could have stayed longer. Oh, I used to fancy him something rotten. Cool, I thought I thought he'd be back for a couple of months. I get a love interest yeah. or a storyline, but uh, n- yeah, maybe she'll be waving him off, standing in the doorway. Didn't he want to build like a kind of <laughs> centre for ex-cons? Yeah, that he, was one of his big storylines. That wasn't it? was, I recall that. Mm. Um, I think wasn't Lorna Phil's alcoholic bit on the side mm-hmm, mm-hmm. part of that whole yeah. setup? It was like a halfway house, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, for people who've just been recently released from. 
from the neck. Yeah, um, I don't think there are plans to bring Alex Ely back, but you never know. Maybe they'll get a mention. It's a um, big Christmas storyline coming your yeah, way. It's strictly embargoed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think obviously the main person grieving here is Lisa. And I love shaky, fragile, I'm losing the plot, Lisa. That's the only kind of Lisa you want. And then also the Lisa yeah. I love is... Lisa and Phil on their own in a scene where no one else is in the scene completely show their true colours and it's terrifying. Yeah. It's absolutely... It's like... Um, did you see the David Attenborough thing where the two chameleons <laughs> were fighting on to get on that rock? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my word. No holds barred. Well, Phil just can't kind of, like, knock on the front door, <laughs> yeah. wait for it to be opened. He just has to, like, <laughs> kick the door in every time he turns up. And there's no, hello, Lisa, how are you today? It's like, no. what have you been saying? <laughs> Yeah, it just totally goes. No, no pleasantries, no pleasantries at all. So, no. yeah, a lot of grief for well, Lisa. A lot, well, a lot of grief for Lisa, but not much else. Not much else no. at all. Yeah, no. um, lots of crying from Martin as well. Dear oh dear, I thought Martin. I think it's a very clever way actually of coping with Lacey Turner's maternity leave. Yeah, it, it's not like she's been forgotten about. She's actually been given a new love interest. Stacey's well, we met Jerome, didn't we? Yeah. She's moved on. Uh, already. She's been down the school run, yeah. making friends. I love it when Martin <laughs> kind of goes off the rails as well. He only, like, lies down when he fell over in the street. <laughs> yeah, he went he, for that. He's, like, the full length of Bridge Street. <laughs> <laughs> From one end to the other. It's the full length of the set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tallest man alive. Yeah, so it's quite <laughs> clever, and I'm enjoying it. And I think James Bye's playing it. Very he's, nicely. I think he's having a ball. Yeah. I can tell he's really, really getting his teeth into it. Mm -hmm. um, and as you say, a lot of the time in soaps, when maternity leave has to be written in for um, <laughs> actors, it can feel a bit they've gone to visit a relative with a bad back mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. like Jenny McAlpine bless her but she's hardly been given like hugely brilliant um, maternity exit stories no, is she? she's often no. just gone to look after Scylla who's broken her leg for the eighth time yeah. but they're making a virtue of, of Stacey's absence and, and setting it up so when she comes back the, the dynamics have changed it's game changing it's not just oh, we just have to write her out in yes. quite a soft way, which is very brave to do as well because Stacey and Martin have become quite a solid, dependable couple. Yeah. Um, and I, don't, I thought, oh, no, they can't, you know, have Stacey and Martin torn apart. I won't like it. Actually, I, I'm really interested in it. Yeah, and the fact that the breakup is not due to Martin's fault yes. is quite a nice little It's very twist. neat, yeah, yeah because he hasn't cheated on her. But no. now she's cheated on him. Yeah, she's yeah. She's shacked up with Jerome. Yeah. Jerome, Jerome is really rubbing <laughs> Martin's face in it. The kids. All right, Gene, you come anytime. <laughs> yeah, You're welcome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can it, Jerome? But you know, all this business, Jerome with Stacey or Martin with Stacey, are we all kind of... See is all we're seeing, basically, are these just kind of blokes who are temporarily in Stacey's life before she eventually reconciles with Max? Because Max got rebuffed. That by, was awkward, uh, wasn't it? By, by Ruby. By Ruby. You've got to call her Stacey, wasn't you? Because I basically, was. I think Max is probably going to call her Stacey one of these yeah, days yeah. In, in the throes of passion. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> so are we just kind of, that's endgame, isn't it? It's got to be. Max and uh, it's gotta be. Stacey. I think um, EastEnders' 50th anniversary is Max and Stacey's <laughs> wedding. We're a few months away from the 35th, Yeah, uh, but I'm predicting it now. It's got that, yeah, I, I think Jake so. Jake Wood told you as much, didn't he? Well, I, I did speak to Jake Wood recently, mm. and he said there's no one else, really. She's 
he's kind of top of the list for Max when it comes to people he's he's cared about the most. Yeah, uh, and there's a lot. He also said getting married to Max is like having a cup of tea. It's like Ross Geller in Friends. If in doubt, marriage. <laughs> yeah, you know that's, true. that's why he just you know suddenly proposed to Ruby, yeah, misguided. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it would be maybe that's kind of what they're doing as well in parallel to Martin and Stacey's marriage breakdown. Maybe they're kind of manoeuvring Max to um, realise that Stacey is the one for him. Mm. I wanted him to propose in that Tashini tracksuit top that he was wearing the other Please. week when he was trying to act cool and the I, I love on the that. night out. Yeah. yeah, no, that sadly got put away. Yeah, oh. back to the suit, boring old suit. suit. Yeah. Um, talking to Ben, Ben's going straight, which is like, um, <laughs> was it a fish trying to walk? That's how Jay described it, <laughs> and going straight only in the. Um, dodgy dealings yes sense. let's not you know let's not start that rumour yeah um, again more you know good stuff from Max Bowden I think he's been very good this he's week he's really good uh, and let's face it Ben is a rubbish criminal oh he's terrible so, so why not be yeah legit just go legit yeah don't think it's going to last but it's you know it's <laughs> what a, job could he do what Ben if he wasn't like a rubbish criminal yeah what could he do? I think he's quite big. Um, in the current iteration, like a catalogue model. He's got a lot yeah. of broody looks, you know, mm. wearing an Aaron jumper, standing on a rock, yeah. that sort of thing, <laughs> do you think? Is anybody delivering the post since Masood left? No. Do you think he'd be a good postman? Maybe. He'd probably start nicking out the out of the letters, then, Probably, yeah. Especially with Christmas coming round. He'd have all the cash. He couldn't help himself. Yeah. He couldn't help himself. <laughs> not a picture frame salesman, seeing as he killed Heather with a picture frame. No, so. that would be rubbish. Maybe not. That. Um, other things I liked in these senders I do want to mention were um, now. Do you know who I'm talking about? KK and Captain Billy, yeah? the new double act. You yeah, never mind Stacey and Jerome. Yes, or you know um, Robson Cal- and Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> never mind them. Uh, this is the um, 21st century equivalent. So KK is Karen Taylor's. Uh, alter ego of a glamorous cocktail waitress from Las Vegas, which she channeled when she started her trial shift at the E20. Yeah, uh, I did love the line which says, "Yeah, my mum always said I'd end up behind bars." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she said that Billy's Captain Billy, the kind of um, strong, silent type, um, <laughs> herding it through the through the, the choppy waters. I don't think anybody has ever referred to Billy as the strong, silent type. <laughs> The whining under the thumb type, really. How much did she add? I know. How much did Karen help herself <laughs> exactly. to, the, to the Bombay Sapphire behind the bar? Yeah. I yeah. think there's they're potentially queuing up a little bit of a romance there. Oh, my word. Do you think? <laughs> yeah, why else put those two in scenes together? <laughs> why else? Come on, they're flagging that up. Oh, but I'd, I'd enjoy that. Would you? Uh, as a little kind of Christmas C-plot, maybe. No, I'm thinking live A-plot. episodes... <laughs> February 30th. No, I'm not. Um, anything with Karen, because I love her. Mm-hmm. She's, she's great. And speaking of the Taylors, I really enjoyed that scene between Mitch and Keegan. Oh, yeah. The father-son chat. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like an effort at rehabilitating Mitch, because he was introduced as this feckless father yeah. figure who was always running out on his mm. nearest and dearest. Yeah. And now they've repositioned him as kind of... Obi-Wan Mitch haven't he they, is really? Obi-Wan he's dad of the year yeah as yeah. it turns out yeah really great and he's so natural as an actor Roger Griffiths and um, yes I really like that it was not quite as emotional as Keegan's goodbye to Rooney <laughs> Rooney the reptile that was very moving yeah um, I think they didn't put uh, you know if you've been affected by reptile <laughs> yeah, yeah reptile stress yeah please phone our action line he never got to say goodbye to his other siblings did he it's all about where's Rooney. those boys gone um, Chatham and Riley in the loft conversion. where's Bronson 
Bronson? Maybe Rooney <laughs> ate Bronson. I don't know. They never feature. No. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, anything else EastEnders-wise before we move on? Oh, no. I think we need to move on to Emmerdale. <gasps> Twists and turns. Uh, Emmerdale has been in a bit of a fallow patch, I've found recently. Agreed. Yeah. But I quite enjoyed it this week. Yeah, I think it was great to have that twist with Maya. It was kind of kind of felt like you might see her because there'd been this talk of her being released. Emmerdale Kel- we talked about it about six months yeah. ago. We so, said, oh, I bet Ma- Maya's back yeah. for the autumn. And you went, I bet she'll be pregnant. Yeah, she's pregnant. Well, that's yeah. our, you know, jaded soap brains yeah. kind of doing the maths. Um, as it turns out, Louisa Klein filmed that um, wordless scene where she patted a bit of styrofoam under her T-shirt yeah. like months ago, like six months ago. And she was, you know, obviously contracted to the show. Yeah. So they've obviously thought about this. Maybe they heard us like predict this, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Maya back briefly, pregnant, and then that's it. Or so they say. But you know when that baby must be due? Have you oh, worked this out? No, my maths is terrible. So is mine. But um, I got someone you know to help me. How pregnant she is? Well, she looked what's at least six months. She's been in prison since June, oh, so I it's see? got to have happened before then. Yeah, and she was sleeping with Jacob and David. I think at the same oh, time because okay. she was engaged to David and yeah. it was it wasn't until like April he found out her and Jacob were sleeping together by then and then she got arrested at the end of May I really thought about this you can tell um I reckon this baby's due uh, when the National CV Awards are out <laughs> and Emmerdale needs some votes for best soap. So how will they be able to tell who the daddy is then? If it comes in mm. looking like David Beckham, it's David. If yeah. it comes in looking like Justin Bieber, it's uh, It depends Jakey's. if they're wearing a silky kimono-style shirt <laughs> yes. and a man bun. Yeah. <laughs> if that baby comes out with a man bun, and if it's a girl with a man bun. Yeah. Um, but what was also good, I think they really, really deep dived into that story and the impact on Jacob uh, in terms of that really good stuff at the end of the week where, you know, that tough love double bluff with David and Layla and some really, really emotional scenes. I thought that everyone was very good and and Jacob, you know, that horrible realisation of he was used, he was manipulated, he was groomed and all this time, you know, he was still, you know, under Maya's spell Um, and I, I think it's good to not just forget about that story, which I kind of thought they had done. Yeah. But obviously... I felt that we've kind of... My one caveat is that I feel that we've seen on a number of occasions Jacob almost realising that he's been groomed. Yes, almost, but not quite. <laughs> yeah, which has yeah. happened quite a few times. And also, if Jacob knew that he was a character in a soap, when in Friday's episode they said, oh, we're kicking you out, he'd have gone... <laughs> Yeah, really? Where am I going to go to? I'm not leaving this programme. I'm not Where am I going to leave? I'm, I'm on contracts. Leave. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a job on this show for like another year. It was such least. an obvious ploy. It was a bit of an obvious ploy. You know. um, yeah. And you would have said, yeah, but I live here. My yeah. dressing room says, you know, that's the set I'm on. <laughs> yeah. next I've read next week's spoilers. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, yeah. But um, thankfully, none of them realised they're in a soap and no. they're not real people. It was much better that it was. I think this has been their strongest storyline of the year anyway. Yeah. It's definitely definitely been that and i think it's one of the strongest across the soaps all, yeah all year. i agree and much as emmerdale has been quite patchy as we say it's been a bit fallow it's but this has really um you know stood out i think yeah. apart um, from this it's been a case of lots of people telling stories about things that have happened off screen so yes. lydia's family history that's like had, who do you think you are wasn't it yeah all these people like explaining and explaining nate and kane we still haven't met Nate's barmaid mum. No, 
When and she come in? Mandy and the casino, which at least we did see in flashback, much as we didn't need to that's or want to. Yeah, no one needed that, no. but yes, we did see it. Yes, that's true, actually. So um, A lot of exposition. Yeah, and it, relying on that, which often, you know, you get a bit bored, don't you? Yeah, 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 totally. But good stuff with Maya, and I don't think we've seen the last of her. I think there must be a, a plan in place. Oh, we've got to meet that baby. Yeah, oh, of course. Mm. I mean, you know, there's a who's the daddy, there's, you know, yeah. what's she going to do next? Is she rehabilitated? Is she still evil? Who's she got her eye on? Yeah. There's all these things Lots to play of, uh, for. Such an interesting kind of layered storyline. So. I think that she might end up manipulating Liana. Oh, really? Well, she, yeah, she was her stepmom, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Liana, yeah, Liana needs a proper storyline. She kind of had one this week. Yeah, um, she's, she, she's got the potential to be quite a good character. Yeah, because she could be a bit Janine Butchery. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Could, Or Tracy Barlow. Yeah. A kind of, you know... Um, a teen from a fractured, broken home who ends up just getting quite mucked up herself, yeah. and yeah, a bit, bit of a bit of a mix in the making. Mm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so up to Corrie. Yes, uh, the stubble of grief. That's what you <laughs> want to talk about. I understand. Yeah. So when Explain. Uh, Daniel was bereaved, yes, he's ended up growing the stubble of grief. Who else has had the stubble of grief? Oh, Peter Barlow has the stubble of has had the stubble oh, of yeah, grief over the true. years. Yeah, uh, I'm sure Rob Donovan got the stubble. He got the stubble of guilt. The stubble of guilt. Uh, yeah. But it's when you can't, you know, life's at a low ebb, so you have to kind of. Yeah, so it's like a not um, shave anymore. a shorthand. Yeah, don't shave because you're sad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this was the week of Sinead's funeral and Daniel's cash converters meltdown. Uh, but Emotional scenes yeah. and cash converters. But it felt like Corey had almost forgotten about Sinead for a fortnight because Rob Mallard, the actor, was on holiday. Well, he needed a holiday. I mean, if anyone yeah. needed a holiday, it was that it was that man. But when it was reintroduced, yeah, it kind of felt that it needed to kind of recover momentum a little bit. I totally agree with that. And I think because that week of when Sinead died was so strong and so brutal to the point where I'm still having nightmares, it was mm. so, so upsetting. Um, you're right, it did. It, it was kind of then done and dusted for a bit and we moved away from the story pretty much completely, didn't we? So, yeah, yeah it, was, it was almost getting back into the into the groove of it so um but Didn't nothing ugh, i don't know it's hard isn't it because what's going to be as sad as watching Sinead die maybe well, watching Sinead's videos i think that the videos should be released in full what for christmas for the christmas market who like, would you give that to someone be- you hated <laughs> the, the best of Sinead. <laughs> <laughs> it's just her sitting by her like hello thank you for buying this dvd remember me i'm dead <laughs> But I'm not really, because you can watch me anytime. Yeah. So I think that would that's the perfect gift. <laughs> the perfect gift. Because those Corey spin-off DVDs are notoriously rubbish. This one would at least oh, be a tearjerker. What about the one with Curly and Raquel on that cruise ship? Oh, well, that, w- that was only good because <laughs> Rita, Rita and Mavis were also Were they involved. on the cruise ship? Yeah. What about who went to Vegas? Didn't Angela Griffin, Ange- yeah. Angela and, and Tracy Fiona. and um, Jack and Vera? Joan Collins was in that one. <laughs> Do you know who wrote that one? The Las Vegas one was it Russell T Davis? Yeah, Russell T Davis. He needs to come back and um, do this, uh, you know, special bonus Sinead content, maybe. Yeah. Or um, Alan Bennett. <laughs> oh, it's a bit Talking Heads, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> talking Deads. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> Sinead's like the new Thora Heard. Hello, loves. 
like Thor Heard, but dead. Yeah. In, you know, on Thor Heard is oh, dead. Oh, she's on. dead. <gasps> Do you know, I thought Thor Heard was still alive just no. for one glorious She'd moment. She'd be about 175. <laughs> she was for. <laughs> yeah. I felt like she was for a long God time. God bless her. God bless Thora. Mm. R.I.P. her and Sinead. Yes. Um, in a jarring move, other things we have to discuss in Corrie, and this kind of links in as to how jarring it's kind of been handled, is the Paul Kell plot. Now, I think we've kind of mentioned this before in that, you know, you, you can't fault Corrie's intention to tell this story, and, you know, it's a really big, important issue, but one of the issues around it, and I think this was true this week with all the kind of big showdowns about it, was yeah. that... The Gemma stuff is played for laughs. Bernie has been brought in as this, like, chavvy mum, very broad comedy. And then when you go to this, like, high, high drama, it, it's very jarring and and it does sort of, you know, you kind of wonder. It's just weird that it's all happening under the same roof. You've yes. got, like, the, the quad comedy, the fact that there's, comedy. Four, there's four, these four babies and, oh, what we're going to do, we're drowning in nappies and poo. Yeah. And on the other hand, you've got, Paul looking at photographs of himself at 12 years old yeah. being groomed by horrible Kel who, quite, who's quite barely hideous. been in the programme at all I know that's the other thing is that Kel as a person as a character you know we don't really sort of he hasn't been on screen enough for us to kind of you know really kind of invest in the story do you know what I mean or I've, Paul no. to be honest I mean I, I always kind of think that you go back to those other programmes like EastEnders and Emmerdale you had um, the Tony and Whitney storyline or yeah. the Aaron and Gordon thing where it was properly plotted yeah. and um, you know quite carefully crafted and when I kind of feel like it went on almost took its time a bit yeah more. with Billy he managed to intuit that Paul had been groomed yes. in about one scene, yeah. despite not even being in a relationship with him anymore. That so. was very quick, and that kind of, yeah, that I think was a bit of a mistake early on. Maybe they, they needed more time to kind of get to the, I the think crux so. of it. Um, I mean, I'm not, not like kind of criticising the performances at all, because I thought Paul, when he kind of delivered that monologue this week about... Yes, very occasions was good. Yeah. It was really, really good. But I just think he's been a bit ill served by the material, or at least how it the mechanics of it is yes. not, have not been convincing. Yes, um, that's a fair point. Yes. Uh, finally, mention for Hollyoaks. Go on. So Rob Mallard needed a holiday. Kieran Richardson. Uh, play Steve also needs a holiday because he spent a year playing a, a groomed by the far right <laughs> yeah. extremists radicalization literally one of the most disturbing and horrible storylines um he probably <laughs> anyone's ever had to do so he's going off to be in a drama about prostitutes so, yeah so just for a you know a fun Fine day relief. of work Kieran Richards, Richards is going off yeah to this like gritty <laughs> this gritty touring play mm. so um put your feet up Kieran yeah band uh, of gold isn't it that he's yes in, he's yeah. in band of gold with a lot of other ex-soap stars yeah. Laurie Brett's in it yeah. um Shane Ward is in it mm-hmm. and um gain of fay oh yeah gain of gain of fay gain of fay because it's written by her mum yeah just been in a lot of things written by her mum but you know uh they're <laughs> all going on tour together but um, yes. we love gain of fay she said she might come back to emmerdale well like do you know what i um kind of it was she was quite ill-served by her exit yeah anyway yeah go on Tell that's me about a story for another day yes uh so Steve's left the village for a bit. It's a very big kind of uh, showdown with uh, the horrible racists. They've all gone. Uh, and also, and this is one for the kind of 90s retro vibe, Cindy Cunningham and Luke Morgan are engaged. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of now kind of the, the originals, the heritage characters, those those 90s um, party kids. 
and they're engaged, which I just, if you told me that 20 years ago, I would have called you crazy. But um, yeah, I think that's going to be quite interesting. Is it convincing that they are engaged? You know, if you, if you wouldn't have believed that it would happen, well, are you convinced now? The thing with the story is that um, Luke has got some kind of health issue that he is uh, not telling anyone about and he thinks he possibly um, might not, you know, have long left on this world. So he's going a bit hedonistic and making crazy decisions. So it's kind of pale as, oh, guess what? Let's get engaged, even though we've known each other 25 years and we've only just started a kind of romantic relationship. So, yeah, um, everyone does think it's a bit strange. Okay. But it's part of his sort of meltdown. Right. As he's faced with his mortality. But they're really fun together, though, those two um, actors. Uh, so that's what's going on in Hollywood. Fun times, man. Fun times. And then a quick look ahead to next week in yes. the show. So what can we see? Um, Linda's going to get arrested in EastEnders. Yeah. Naughty. So Linda, this is the alcoholism storyline. Is, is. is she a bit drunk when she pranks I this car? I think she's maybe no, hung, she's hung over. She's hung she? over, but yeah, she's breathalyzed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, what else? Full is Angie on? Watts there. The full Angie Watts. Yeah. Um, what else is happening next week? I think we've got the vengeful nanny on Corey. Um, oh, it's a big week. You might be Sinead then. Oh. <laughs> I've actually done the voiceover for Sinead's videos. <laughs> yeah. Yes, big week for um, for Jade, creepy Jade. Yeah. We don't like her. Uh, and that rocks the cradle storyline mm, there. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Benice, big week for Benice and Emmerdale mm-hmm. next week. Benice is suddenly. We know Sam Giles is leaving and has filmed her last scenes, and suddenly Benice has more relevance to the plot lines yes. than she's had in the last three or four years. I know. Just she's getting the morning after pill for Liana. She's properly involved. Yeah. yeah. So if only they'd made more of her. A bit like Melanie Stenders. I was thought, you know, she was only she was just getting, you know, underused. Yeah, but um, anyway. yeah. So stay tuned for that. Yes, indeed. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners, David? Well, it's just if anyone's got any tips on how to cure nasty coughs, yes, please tell us. Uh, please write in. Yeah, <laughs> a postcard, please. Uh, Some nice linktus mm, that anyone's had, which has been effective. Hopefully, we won't sound as um, gruff. No, <laughs> next week. Yes. Uh, so thank you for joining us Uh, we're here every week Uh, you can find Soapbox on Apple Podcasts Spotify or wherever you find your podcast Uh, and don't forget to go to radiotimes.com forward slash soap newsletter to sign up for some lots of lovely exclusive soapy things don't forget to like share and subscribe thank you very much for joining us and uh, join us next time